radio check. Next artist is on A rig. Artist is on the way to the stage. Lighting, the artist is requesting we go door. Every great artist, great stage, great sound, and great visuals. There's a crew of men and women making it happen. Hear their stories. All right, what up, everybody? I'm Rocky. This is Brenda. This is Alex. And you've tuned in to Set Times. Uh, unfortunately, Kirby's not here because, you know. We're missing one. He's missing the, one. the funny one of the group. Because he's fucking whack. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a family. He's a family man. Yeah. All but right. we totally understand. So how are you guys doing today? I'm doing good. Yeah, we're doing really doing good. Good. It's Friday, Woo-hoo. right? It is. Ah. It's uh, the weekend of Nam. Weekend of Nam. Yeah, we were just talking off, off the mic with Alex. You were uh, asking that you've never been to Nam and what? What is it about? Yeah. Yeah, I was actually super curious what it was because, like, I was telling you, I I haven't really heard about it until you had mentioned it. I had no idea it was a thing. Yeah, but I mean it's huge. It's in Anaheim or where Anaheim is... Convention Center. Oh wow. It's uh like you said, what did you how did you describe it as a Well, kind of like the way you were describing it right now. Um it almost kind of sounds like a Comic-Con but for music. music. Yes, basically like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Drummers, guitarists, guitarist, yeah. uh DJ gear, um mixers, speakers. Everybody brings out their new additions, kind of test it out. Like they showcase it. Show, kinda. Exactly. Oh, nice. Uh, Are there any like rigging companies that go? And, there like, is a rigging class. Oh, is there really? Oh my god! I told you let's go. Let's go, <laughs> and you're like me. Oh. It's ten o'clock. I think tomorrow. I have the app. I have the schedule. If you want. <laughs> no, that's cool. No, because you know I figured it's all facets of the music industry you know what i mean so if there's people there that like or rigging companies that are there that like have specific trusses in mind you know for stage designs and all that kind of stuff i would just ask if they have that too yeah oh Oh, wow that's i didn't cool Mm. (laughs) see how much i pay attention right i don't know why i speak to him he doesn't really pay attention to me (laughs) i don't have a video game in front of me or a pork chop (laughs) a pork chop Make me feel like a fat ass. I just no. lost all this weight. Yeah, no, you're like skinny mins now. You're so thin. <laughs> but yeah, we're uh, we're going tomorrow, and we're gonna be rocking the intro to rigging math tomorrow between nine and eleven. Rigging math? Yeah, it's all Ooh. math. Like, it's all. I mean, who were you talking to the other day? Uh, um, I think Jesse about. Oh, yeah, Je- uh, Jess Funk. Yeah. I was talking to him uh, when I was at, uh, God, what was that Sky. show? Skyline. Mm-hmm. And I was f- so fascinated how much he knows and like the the the, the math that goes the behind yeah. building. Building a stage, yeah. the scaffolding. And 
yeah, we got to get him on the show, man. He would I be. Know. He's uh, got so much information and so many years in the industry. So we'll get him on. Jesse, you said you're going to come on episode 30, and this is episode 25. So <laughs> we're five more, more away. Mm-hmm. I have that on the text too, Jesse. I know you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to hold you to it. <laughs> So but, yeah, hopefully Nam's good tomorrow. No, it's going to be great. It's, yeah. you know, everybody's already gone. I'm seeing all the pictures and. Mm-hmm. Rocky um, has me wearing a uniform tomorrow. So anybody <laughs> who sees me that did not dress myself, Rocky is requiring <laughs> that I wear a, a shadow's uniform. Yeah. I mean, we got to go representing. Wow, representing. Yeah. Well, Kirby, have... Kirby designed our shirts and had them made. Uh, God, oh my is... God. Let's talk about Kirby and his fucking designing talent rocky and i (laughs) oh this is great rocky and i were trying to create business cards on vista print and we were like you know you gotta do this you gotta do that how do we do this i'm like he has a mac i'm a pc so i'm like fuck your computer i'm gonna pull my let's figure (laughs) this out right and we couldn't do it and we were getting frustrated and then we call kirby and we briefly tell him what we're looking for, <laughs> like fucking briefly. And he's like, oh, okay, I'm busy right now, but let me, I'll, I'll, I'll get to it. So I'm like, okay. I literally got up, I peed, I came back, I sat down, boom, he sends us a fucking text message of like blown my fucking mind of <laughs> so much better than what we even talked about. Yeah. In like seconds. I I just like I, we called him and I'm laughing. I'm just laughing. He's like, "What's wrong?" I'm like, "You you have no idea. We were like bumping heads of you here, and you did it in like seconds. What we were trying to, yeah, it's crazy. He's amazing. Yeah, yeah. He, he really doesn't should get it. into. Like, no, he doesn't. He, he doesn't. should get into uh, graphic a, design. No graphic and also uh, um. Marketing in general. Marketing, marketing in general. There, there you, go. you go. Both of those. Marketing, you, you would... Yes, because he's quick and he's funny and like he just. And it's fast and the like mock-ups that he comes up with, like you end up using them anyway yeah. because they're just that good. Because they're good. Yeah. yeah, they're like testers, but you're like, no, I want this to be the real thing. Yeah. 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 I don't think I've ever had to, t- I mean, I've had to tell him like, oh, well, let's change yeah, this maybe, one thing. But maybe. most of the time it's just like right on, he gets it and he- It makes it better than what you, like yeah, what we told him. Yeah. Oh, we just do this. And then he's like, oh, I added this. And you're like, oh my God, my mind's blown. Yeah. So it was fucking hilarious. Anybody's looking for- uh, Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah, I get mean, up Kirby. He doesn't really have time, so maybe don't, because he's doing all our shit. Yeah, he's doing <laughs> but if he does, <laughs> yeah, does. let him know. <laughs> he's gonna charge you though. <laughs> but now I want to give a shout out to Just One Printing for doing our shirts so oh, quick, yeah. and he does all our stuff, all this you know set time stuff. So shout outs. Thank you. Always killing it. But yeah, it's gonna be awesome. We're wearing khakis and the fucking. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna look like um, nerds. Tar- <laughs> nerds. <laughs> nerds. <laughs> We're going for the Target look. <laughs> yeah, if we had red shirts, we'd definitely be Target. I know, just kidding. <laughs> Hilarious. Wait, but you said it started already? It started today? Thursday. No, it started Thursday. It's three days. Yesterday. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah. yeah. It used to be... Saturday, Sunday, because we. Yeah. I remember going on the Sunday. Mm-hmm. We would always go on Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. That's an interesting Do you want to tell your Nam story? Oh, man. <laughs> I'll tell it, yeah. So one year we go to Nam and we we normally go to like a restaurant and have breakfast before we go. And then we go to Nam. And this one year we go to Nam and we're walking around and We had just gotten there. Yeah, we just gotten there and I'm walking around and I'm just like, "Oh, my stomach isn't uh <laughs> isn't doing so well." <laughs> it was not uh it was working. 
Yeah. Let's we'll say Over that. Overtime. Overtime. Mm-hmm. Overtime. Overtime. So then uh, we didn't even make it all the way through. No. And I was like, I got to go to the restroom. So I start going to the the public restroom. And if you know me, I do not like to go to the bathroom in public. I'm just not. It just don't feel. Not yeah. comfortable. Yeah. I'm and- like, you know what? Forget it. Let's just go home. Let's just go home. I'll hold it. We'll just cancel Nam. We'll go home. So we're driving out of the parking lot and we don't even get out of the, like driving down the street. So we leave now. Like we literally just got there. He tried to go into one of the facilities there. I'm like, just do it here. Like make it quick. And he's just like, he goes in and it was like a busy bathroom. There was like, I mean, it's, and Nam, it, there's like people busy. everywhere. Busy. It's like, it's like he, going to Disneyland. You got yeah. people like just in the walls. Yeah. Just the scene. Yeah. <laughs> and so he comes out and he's like, no, let's just leave. Let's just leave. I'm like, all right. And so we get in the car. Go on. No, you go on. You're, you're going to say it better than I am. Are you turtlenecking in the car? No, I, I oh, okay. Yes. Oh, yeah? Yes. Yes. I mean, it was... Yes. It was it w- so I'm driving, and he's just like, I, I can't wait to get home. Like, we need to go. I like, was breaking in down. sweat. He dude. was wow. literally, like, wet. I'm like, oh, my... I looked over at him, and I'm like, oh, my God. Okay, where do we go? I think we ended up at a McDonald's. Like a Dan- it was a Denny's. Oh, a Denny's. A Denny's yeah. right across the street from, That's from even the Disney. worse, bro. But at least there no, was it worked. In there was no one there. So oh, it was yeah. like, <laughs> uh, oh man, it was hilarious. I'm waiting in the parking lot, and he comes out. I'm like, success, and he's like, yes. I'm like, you were like dripping oh. before he got out of the car. It was just like raining on his forehead. But it ruined the whole thing. I was just like, yeah, let's just go home. Yeah, we didn't. We didn't go back. Yeah, we didn't go back. Yeah. What you literally? Wait, wait. Yeah, yeah. Wow. yeah. We left. Yeah, I was just like, I know. I, was, I still wasn't doing well. My yeah. stomach wasn't 100%. I just didn't feel comfortable. and Walk around a convention. Mm, yeah, yeah. Not feeling well. Yeah. So we have a new plan tomorrow. We're going to eat breakfast at home. <laughs> 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 Make sure that uh, we're all good. It's good. We're going to stick to the plan. <laughs> Hopefully everybody's okay. Yeah, We're eating at home and then going to NAM. <laughs> we'll eat, wait an hour. Yeah, yeah wait an hour. Yeah, yeah, and then we'll go. <clears throat> But yeah, it should be good. Yeah. Uh, hopefully uh, make some good uh, connects Contact. and spread the word a little bit about shadows. And uh, yeah, should be good. Send yeah. me some videos if you guys can. I'm curious. Like what's inside. Yeah. They showcase. Okay. Definitely. Yeah, anything new? Mm-hmm. Anything. All right. Yeah. Videos, pictures. Okay. So my list of questions that I have for you guys. What do you guys think of uh, ghost producers? Like, everybody does it. I don't think everybody knows, like, the fans know that the majority of the DJs out there don't necessarily make their own music I, I, I think I think a lot of people know more now than they ever did. I don't think it's such a hidden thing. thing. But, I mean, obviously there's probably people in the dark that don't know about it. That's a good question. Like, how many, how much of the music that we have out there is actually made from the DJ's name that's on there. I mean, I wouldn't even be able to tell you, honestly. That's a, I would like to say it's made by them <laughs> more than it isn't. But so would you call a track who, let's just say, I made a track, I sent it to you, you put a, your cherry on top, and then you called it yours. Like, is that fair? Well, I think if the person... If you guys called it like a collab, then I think it's fair. But if the person just took like total credit for it, then no, I don't think that's. But that's what happens. But not unless they get paid. 
But like if right. someone came to me and yeah. I was making a track and they're like, here, I'll give you 10 grand. I'm like, oh, fuck. All right. You, you want to buy this? Put track? your fucking name on it. It's yeah. yours now. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what happens, right? Yeah. That's what ghost producers do. Like they just make. Yeah, basically they just make money. They just yeah, they, make music to yeah. make money and they don't get any credit for it. I wonder if there's been a ghost producer who has made some really, really. Hardwell. Big... Hardwell was Tiesto's kind of ghost producer, I think. Oh. <clears throat> I, if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong, but I think that's he was like behind him a lot. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh. All right. All right. I'm kind of thinking it more of like, <clears throat> what if, let's say, like ghost producers, right? Kind of like how you're talking about. What if they choose to stay that way because they don't desire the limelight like oh, DJs do? Like a Sia. I think, I think you're right in some way. Mm -hmm. It's more like creating the music that they want without feeling the obligation and like anxiety of being up there and playing it in front of thousands I've of never people. thought of it that way. Huh. All right. All That's right. very, yeah. Yeah. I, so I think, I think, sorry to cut you off, but oh. I think, um, I think a lot of people are happy that the, the ghost producers are happy, I would think. To just, just to, yeah. And they're making money, they're doing well. You know, I obviously they don't get the fame. Yeah, but like Alex said, is like yeah, maybe they don't maybe want they, it. Maybe they maybe it. they don't want it. I never thought of it that way. I never thought of it that way. I always just thought it was somebody who makes really good music just hasn't made it big, and somebody else bigger is just buying their shit. That's yeah. that. That would always been my thought, but I never thought about it that way. Maybe they want to stay hidden. Mm -hmm. They don't want to be out there and become famous. Well, not famous, but like in the in the in social media. And speaking of social media, Rocky's been Rocky's had a, a very successful video <laughs> on social media right now, and he keeps reading the comments, and uh, they're brutal. They are brutal. Uh, what are they saying? I'm so curious. Like, just it's, off the top of your head that you can think of. So, like in the video, so the video that I put out is basically the rolling boards mm -hmm. that you and Kirby were using that that I debuted at. Uh, at Skyline, uh, yeah, day trip. Day trip. I've, I've said that before. I don't know why I said Skyline before. Yeah. I even put it in the writing Skyline, but it was day trip <clears throat> at the Queen Mary, and it's you and Kirby, and you guys are doing the changeover, and it's a short little video. And the guy who was playing was going over his time, not by a lot, but it was like a minute over, and the next DJ was already ready to go, and Kirby was ready to push the, the rolling board over. And the DJ that was playing just cuts the music off and Kirby starts sliding the board over and the guy goes and just pulls out his USB without ejecting it properly or walking around to the side of the speakers. Because, you know, there's there's a place to set up and break down on the opposite sides of the DJ mm -hmm. monitors. And he just ejects it. And so many people are just like talking shit about that or... I don't understand the rolling boards. Like, so let's, like it, like it doesn't make sense why you have. Wait, hold on. Okay. It doesn't make sense why you have two setups that are the exact same setups, but they're not the exact same setups. Like people are just bashing that kind of stuff, and I'm like, you're just seeing one changeover happen, and they happen to look like the same setup. Obviously, it's a CDJ 2000 compared to a 3000, but it's a bigger picture. Is like. Throughout the night, we're changing gear out. It's not just this one particular setup. You're just seeing this, and they're just yeah. automatically I just want to back up because we had somebody say that uh, they kind of get lost in what we're talking about because we get a little. So 
there's <clears throat> always normally in a big stage there's two setups what they call rigs there's two rig setups and rocky created his own boards that allows two rigs to be set up at one time and you can just roll one to like the front of the stage and then off to the side so you can break it down and not be in the front yeah. so that's what he's talking about yeah and and i want to point this out this is not my invention yes this is just my version of, of, it. of this of an improved yeah, of, not improved like this has been going around yeah, in europe this has been in europe for yeah. way long time yeah. and but i think you improved it because you can literally use your boards one like one person can use your boards where the well the ones in europe are the same well oh, okay. same but not design. the ones here yeah it's a it's a yeah. little different yeah here. The ones here, you you roll them off and they can roll it right off the table. Oh, yeah, I use my hands. Yeah. <laughs> you roll right off the table if you're not, if somebody's not there to accept it on the other side. Yeah, but let's go back to social media. Like he, because Rocky's a nice guy, is trying to educate. Educate, but then also like it's, there's also good feedback. So he tried to write back to everybody. I write back even to the people who are like saying bad, like like. Oh, that's, you know, you shouldn't do that. I'm like, well, you have to understand this is the actual, what actually happened. And I kind of got tired of doing that. I was like, just, I can't. I yeah, can't because can... people are going to talk shit no matter what. Mm -hmm. It could be fantastic, but someone's still going to find a problem with it. And you can't please everybody all the time. Of course. I told him, I was like, you got to stop reading the comments because you're going to make yourself crazy. Yeah. yeah. I did. Because we're the ones that are famous, not them, bro. Come yeah. on. <laughs> that's the way it goes. <clears throat> I'm shocked how big it got. It's not even anything that I thought. I know. They always say that. It's always the ones that you didn't think were going to make it big, make it big. You know? Yeah. Like it, it almost it, has a million plays. Yeah. It's insane. That's ins well, insane. Insane. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. But you know what? I kept telling him because he doesn't get it. He's like, I don't understand. I said, you guys see that all the time. You guys deal with something like that. People who are on the other side of the stage don't see the inner workings of these things. So I think people are, you know, they they are sharing it and they're looking at it. Look at how this this works. Not everybody realizes that, hey, you just rolls one to the other side. Like nobody knows that. Everybody just thinks that they play on the same ship. Yeah. Which they don't. And a lot of people, too, in the comments were like, oh, everybody should just play on the same stuff. I'm like. Oh, I used wow. I used to kind of think like that, like oh, like it's so dumb that we play, like, but you know what? It's it's preference. Yeah, it's whatever you whatever makes you comfortable. Like yeah. I get CD CDJ three thousands are out and they look awesome and they're great and they run great. I really like them personally, but you know some people aren't aren't there yet. Some people don't want they don't want to change. They want to play on the on the on the two thousands Nexus twos. But you know what? Uh, I kind of thought the same thing like a cdj is a cdj like you should know how to play if you know how to play on one you should know how to play on the other until <laughs> now when we, when we were in quarantine rocky taught me how to dj and i was learning on denons and when we were on groove cruise we needed somebody to play so i got up there for a hot second and i was lost because they were not denon and i was like okay <laughs> like the CDJ is a CDJ. Everything should be. I'm like, oh my god, what? Are, I I was I was a little lost, and I maybe like played a couple of tracks, and I'm like, I gotta get out of here. And granted, I didn't have any headphones, so it was yeah, very it was, difficult for me to, to it was to, uh, to play without headphones. But anyways, and it was just because it was we, we tried to set up a stage earlier than what it had to be, and so we were just throwing shit together. Anyways, 
but yeah, I digress. it's uh, it's crazy to see how, how it's crazy to see how much that video has reached other people because there's, I think, somebody who you didn't think like followed you like. Uh, anyways, I don't know. It, yeah, it's uh, just uh, crazy. Vincent in that's right. That's I was like my stage manager at EDC, Vincent. I love you, Vince. Who's from India? Had one of his buddies from India sent him the video. And he was like, "Hey, I know, I know that." And then he hit me up, and so I was like, "That's crazy! That's it's cool. just crazy. Getting, getting all around the world." That's crazy. So this is going to segue into my next question. A lot of people on social media are talking shit about DJs stopping their tracks and not um, pl- mixing into each other. That was one of the things where people were bitching talking, about yeah. on the video. Yeah, seamless changeovers. Now, back in my day, a DJ would mix into the next DJ's track. They, there would never be any dead air. If there was dead air, it was a bad thing. Something happened. Every DJ went into the next person's track. Why has that changed? I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. But I feel it's it's becoming it's more... Now. It's becoming the more common thing now. Um, I, I really don't have the answer for that. I, I think DJ should mix into each other. But I think... Also, too, like that ending of a mix gives that the audience that maybe the like, okay, he's ending now, so and so starting. And you kind of hear people clapping and, you know, the DJ before will like hug the DJs will hug and, you know, maybe maybe the DJ before will clap for him. And like it's kind of like a passing of a torch, I guess, a little bit. You're next. I'm done. And I kind of like that. It's kind of cool. Yeah. I hadn't thought about it that way until you said that. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. Like, I'm I'm done performing. Here's the next guy. Yeah, basically. like bands. When bands yes. end, they stop playing. Then they do the 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 changeover. Maybe 20 minutes or maybe 30 minutes. Whatever. Yeah, that's but a whole other. That's beast. a whole another beast. Yeah, that's craziness. But yeah, I'm I'm not bothered by it stopping. I think it's it. They should be able to mix into each other, but. You now, know, okay. A lot of people are saying like, oh, you know, DJs don't know how to mix and don't know how to, you know, it's that ball ball game. I, w- I wonder Back in why. the day, the DJs were. <laughs> seamless. It was a seamless changeover. No, no stop. There was n- never any dead air. And if there was dead air, something has happened. Something's wrong. Something's, you know. But I wonder, what, like, I don't know. We got to get another DJ in here and ask them, like, when you perform, do you go into the annex? Or do you stop your track when you're done? Like, cause it. I think I think in the club festival in a club setting, that doesn't happen as much. Yes, it's more mixing into the guy's track. But like in a festival setting, it's more that stop, stop. and change then over. change over next guy. Because hmm. I know when I play at a club, I'll just mix into the yeah DJ before. Now, do you think this has to do with gear? No. Okay. Really? Just because, like, I feel like, okay, so the tech writer, right, has specifications for everyone else's rig, what they're using, right? So, like, hypothetically, okay, you have 8-Track and Craze using Serato in their mixers, right? So, what if Habstract comes on right over? He's not, like, yeah, how, is, how are they going to mix that that's true, that's into true. his set? You know what I mean? Because it's totally, it's like, see, it's going from their stuff to CDJs and a mixer kind of thing. Yeah, I, I guess know. that's true. I, I didn't I didn't think about that. You mentioned that though, the different different uh styles of music and yeah, intros. People like, have intros, yeah. but yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, you know, you have someone like playing on tractor or you know, or a laptop and 
they're not really you're going to mix into someone you know like an a track or something yeah. like that so yeah i don't know i'm not so bothered by it like other people are i think there's really people really oh i don't know you know how i used to feel about serato i know I yeah. used to be like, oh, this fucking program. And I'm still not a laptop. I'm not a fan of laptop DJs. It's just 99% of the problems that I deal with are from laptops not doing what they should do or whatever. Or they're over Anyways, that's a whole nother fucking <laughs> conversation. But like, if someone likes playing on it, all hands off to them. And if it works for them, it works for them. That's He's you know. changed so much, ladies and gentlemen. I have. <laughs> I have. I, I mean, I was a vinyl junkie. I used to, oh, hell, I'm never going to go digital. Oh, good. And if it wasn't for Mark, who we had on the heist, the heist, I wouldn't be able to play there, and I had to make the change. And yeah. So. He's like, I'm sorry, we can't, old man, we can't, uh, we can't play <laughs> your vinyl here no more. But I'm just curious, like, to, oh, so to go back to your point, like about the DJs just pulling the USBs and like, you know, on the off chance it gets corrupted and does all this kind of stuff. There is a like allocated time for them to pull it off once you pull it off to the side. Like a yeah, majority yeah. of producers and DJs were doing that at EDC and like all kinds of, they, yeah. they were yes. just waiting for us to roll it over. They would eject it and then boom. Yeah. It's like, there's no need to be like, oh shit, I got to fuck. You know what I mean? Like, and especially if you're doing that many festivals, it should kind of come naturally. You know what I mean? To kind of think that way, especially if you're performing and, um, you don't want yeah, to screw yourself. You know what I mean? You would do anything possible. The rig wasn't leaving. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's not like it's right rolling right down the street. It has breaks, bro. Relax. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, you know, here's... Uh, the, and not to knock... I don't know who the DJ was that was playing the video. I, I wish I did. I should know. But I think he was uh, uh, He was kind of an opener. Um, so I don't, I don't think that he kind of understood what was going to happen or how it all worked. So maybe that was his... Like, oh, shit, let me grab yeah. that before... Like, most away. of the DJs have played on the AB setup, so they know like, oh, okay, you know, I'll just put my headphone down on the on the on the on the gear, and then it'll slide over, and, and then I'll just walk around, walk and get around it. and get it. So maybe he just didn't know. Yeah, or maybe that's just your first reaction, like, oh shit, let me get that before I forget. Yeah, yeah, could be. I'll forget. But so many people are hating. Yeah, it's it's crazy, man. It's. Uh, like Brenda was saying, don't, 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 don't try read to read it. into it. Don't it's, read it because yeah. you're just going to make yourself crazy. Yeah. But at least you're so not like I get so excited when somebody actually replies. Like if, you know, I, I uh, write a comment or do something and somebody actually replies to me, it feels really good. So the fact that you're actually replying to these people, like taking the time, ladies and gentlemen, when he should be spending it with me. No, <laughs> I look over, I'm like, what are you doing? Oh, look at these comments and this. And I'm like, you're going to make yourself crazy. It's great to see the amount of people that have been, that have been reposting it. Because yeah. again, it's nothing new. And I've tried to, I, I make sure to put in the comments like that I've replied to and saying, this is not my invention. Yeah. This is just my version. Like, I'm not trying to take credit for anything. But back to my point, you guys see this all the time. Like, w I would never know that this happens if I, you know, don't know you. And you know, you know what? Now to think about it, I don't think I've ever seen an actual video of it actually happening. happening. Exactly. See, it's so new for people. You have to remember too, 85% of those people that are commenting have probably never been backstage, let alone two inches away from a uh, changeover. You know what I mean? Like away from doing that process. Or actually doing a whole festival changeover. 
I don't I, just the technicalities of a tech writer. I feel like that like a lot of people aren't really paying attention to that because a tech writer is literally literally letting you know the equipment that needs to be on those boards at that specific moment for that DJ. Mm-hmm. It's not like we're doing that on purpose. It's no, it's provided by them and their team. So it's almost like it's crazy because when I do it with Kirby, when I have done it with Kirby, it's a matter of like hiding behind the DJ, setting up the next rig, making sure all the cables are good, right? And then not kind of like peek over the DJ and then kind of test it, right, with audio and make sure it works. And that's all happening within the hour of the person that's already playing. Yeah. And then you have to prepare for the next person and then have to have to it go smoothly like that. Like, I don't know. I just there's so much to it that I feel like people just aren't really acknowledging there's there's a lot more work involved exactly yeah it it takes it takes an army it's not like we just walk up there and you know we pull the shit to the side it it does not work like that at all (laughs) there's there's a lot of planning too like when when especially work with insomniac and jesse is doing like the the gathering of like tech writers and stuff like that he'll break it down like who's playing on what what gear they're using and then he'll explain like oh put this guy on A rig put him on B rig mm-hmm. and sometimes we'll have a C rig which is a C a C rig is something that's not even on the DJ table that's off to the side and you'll bring that in later which is which already has all the equipment all on the equipment it. on it yeah mm-hmm. and usually a C rig they'll do a sound check for most of the time uh, yeah well so, good that that Brings me to my next question. <laughs> um, how do you? Well, so there was a video out there of James Height. Oh, I do remember that. And he was uh, playing. I, I'm not sure where, and they did not have the proper equipment for him. It had nothing to do with him. Had nothing to do with his team. It had everything to do with the venue. And I don't think it was definitely not in the states. It was another country. It was, I, yeah. It was another country. I want to say it was like a third world country. Yeah. I could be wrong, but I, I don't think it was a country that probably had the capability of probably getting some of that gear. Yeah. So how how does a DJ do their job if they don't have the equipment or tools for it? I mean, in his instance, he couldn't do his job. He, he literally had to stop. He had to stop his show. Yeah, he walked to, off. Yeah, he walked off in the middle and, of it. And, and uh, he, I think he felt bad about it, and he had to put it out there, and like, this is what happened. And the first thing I thought of was, how does how does anybody expect him to do his job if there's not the proper shit out there to do it? I hope he didn't get shit. I didn't read the comments. I hope he didn't get shit. I bet you one. he did, which I, is you fucked know what, up. Yeah, you're right. Because like, let's just say I'm an artist. I'm a painter, and I have no paints. Like, I can't paint. You know, it's the same thing. If you're a guitarist and you have no guitar to play, how do you play? So it's the same thing with the DJ. If the proper equipment's not there, he can't do his job. And he does a lot, lots of yeah, a lot of shit. tricks. And, yeah. And he he said that him and his team had contacted the promoter over and mm-hmm. over, like asking, "Hey, you got this? Do you have this?" And they kept going, "Yeah, yeah, we got it, we got it, we got it." And then and then no, they get yeah, there. that's hundred percent on the menu. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Yeah, the mm-hmm. promoter, the venue, whoever. Because if his the party. team was insisting, "Hey, yeah. do you have this gear? Hey, do you have this gear?" and they were like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah," and then gets there, no gear, and then exactly. the venue. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I wonder what the actual turnout was. That was does he? I mean, I think for sure he should he should still get be, get paid for sure. Well, he shows up, they use his name, people come to see him. He should get paid. It's their problem that they yeah. didn't have the gear that. Yes. Well, that's a great question. I assume that DJs get 
paid before they even show up. That is a good question. I, I actually I know, don't know. Like I know, like if you're starting, you obviously get paid at the end of your set. But like somebody at that caliber, I that's think that's somebody that high. Like you, I know that they get deposits when they when they sign contracts. There's usually a deposit made, and then I'm assuming day of show, like that shit should automatically be deposited deposited or something. Like before we go before, on, yeah, I'm not gonna show up if you're not if I haven't got paid. That's another question. I should write DJ questions now. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we have a lot of tour managers on here. That's a good I question know. to ask. That is a good. Oh, okay. Yeah, I assume that. I mean, let James Hype shows up. He's already paid, paid in full. He should be paid in full before he even like gets to the stage. I think. Yeah, I don't know. That is a. What do you think? You think they should? No, get... I think for sure they should get paid before. Before, yeah. Yeah. But then yeah. I guess then you also run the risk of like, what if what if he's a no show? But I get you. It doesn't. I bet you it. They don't get paid as much as we think. Like I know when they, like they probably get paid like weeks later. Ah, oh, thirty. I mean, days? I could imagine like. Got a thirty day. <laughs> <laughs> the net net yeah. sixty yeah. next ninety or whatever they're called. Yeah, I I don't know. I I I assume they just. They're already paid in full. But I guess to- We need to look into it. Yeah, to protect the venue or the event or whatever. Yeah, okay, we'll give you a deposit. And then, you know, after the show, we'll we'll get you paid. Because what if you're a no-show? Huh. Then it protects the promoter or the venue or whoever yeah. hired you. They just do it through PayPal and they make sure that everybody- <laughs> <laughs> My Venmo, my chicken, yeah. and my savings. <laughs> I wonder. I had never thought of that. But anyways- but you know who who were we talking to? We had somebody on this show. Oh no, we haven't had him on the show. His name is Christo, and he um is Bad Boy Bill and Richard's tour manager. Okay. And he used to take care of Power Tools and it. Anyways, when they went on tour, Bad Boy Bill and Richard, he told me a story that you know they needed. They needed uh, you know, turntables and a certain CDJs, right? And he's like, when you're in the Midwest, oh, you it's so hard for them to find to get gear, gear and working gear. He oh. said one day he spent, I, 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 I'm gonna fuck this number up, but he said they went through like seven or eight turntables just oh, to shit. finally find one or find a pair or four that were working. That is insane. And that's they spent they all day before the show. You know, they land and they're like, "Hey, we can't find." Oh, we have these two, but they don't. really Yeah, work. they don't really work. So then now they're all scrounging up. People are bringing. Oh, I, my buddy's got one. He'll bring it. And then oh, it's missing or whatever. And then it's like just trying to fucking. It's like John like Wick party. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like John Wick in, in the antique shop when he's like grabbing a gun from this part and a gun from this <laughs> part. He's making it like. Seven turntables to make one turntable. <laughs> yeah. So I, I and I've heard that from other people too. Is like getting gear at clubs that aren't really what's the word like up to par, up, basically. Yeah, that they just don't have the financials, dude. Yeah, yeah. Kind exactly. Of facilitate the Are there not that kind of venue that like host DJs and then there someone wants to bring them in and they're like, mm. oh shit, where are we gonna get? Who I can't remember who we had on the show, but they said. Uh, like they played somewhere and they had such old software on the CDJs and they had to yeah update. they had to update Aaron I think Aaron, it was Aaron. Oh, I yeah. remember that mm-hmm. yeah I had never thought of that either because we you know on the uh, on the West Coast it's so 
big here. They, we have multiple. We have an abundance. Exactly. Of companies who can you can get these things from. But yeah, if you're like Midwest or out in the boonies or something, nobody has the shit. Huh. Yeah. And I hear a lot of DJs playing on broken mm-hmm. CDJs where, you know, a Q button doesn't work or pitch control doesn't work or something, you know. Now, why wouldn't DJs bring their own equipment? At well, least it's, it's, their own, like, rig. It's too hard to travel around with four CD or five CDJs and two mixers. Do you imagine having to do that? If you're going on tour, that's different. You have a whole crew mm. And you got a, a truck that you can like haul them in. But if you're just being booked as a DJ going around to club to club, it's too much of a hassle. All right. There's just no way. Okay. Bring your own shit, man. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, no I, I figured. Uh, it just, it, you played a, a show once and there was a girl who was getting upset because you the DJs should bring their own shit. I'm like, nobody brings their own shit, dude. No. Like, she didn't know what she was talking about. No. no, I mean, if there's someone like had like a, a laptop and a drum machine or something of that sort, yeah, they should bring their own whatever that well, is. Chromio is a great example. They're going to bring their own shit because they yeah, have but their they're, own they're, show they're, and everything like yeah, that. Yeah, but that's like a touring show. And mm-hmm. when they do a live show, they're coming where- That's like a live yeah. act, sort of. So- th- But on the DJ, on the DJing side, yeah, DJs never really bring- Bring their own shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've seen Layback Luke- has lately been DJing on a on his on his iPhone and a mixer. Stop. No, I swear. That's his new thing. Uh, it's the new era, dude. He's starting to show he's trying to show that you can like do a whole he does his whole set off of iPhone and a little adapter to uh, No, like a little uh, no, it's a little mixer. <laughs> so he has the CDJs and, and the mixer there, but he doesn't even use them. I don't know how I feel about this. Really? You think it's cool? Like but but that just all right but is he actually mixing yeah he's mixing on his phone i love laid back luke he's my mat he's my sensei (laughs) you don't feel like it removes a little of the creativity out of it yes like being tactile with your hands and being able to push buttons and you know kind of fade yeah i guess you're right i guess i I guess you're right i'm like you know i know that Probably everybody and anybody can learn how to DJ, but I, I want to see you go up there and work. Like, I want to see you, you know, push up the faders. and. <laughs> but I, you can't even see that. I, yeah, but I know they're, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but I, we paid I mean, $500 yes, to see some work, exactly. yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want to see you, like, I move. I paid $500 to someone press play on their iPhone, dude. IPhone. You, know I mean? <laughs> you know, it, you, it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I'm like, I you have to show me a video. I'm like, what? What? Yeah, we- he did it at Ultra, and he did it. I think he does all his sets like that now. He doesn't wow. play on. He doesn't even play on Den and Gear no more. I okay. don't know why. I want to find out why. Is he like sponsored by like whoever this program? I, that's I what guess, it is. That's maybe, exactly what it is. Maybe they're like somebody's giving him a buttload of money to be like, here, play on the phone. Maybe. Come on, laid back. I just wanted to put my L. I actually in. haven't seen his set. I've just seen videos of mm-hmm. it and the DJ techs that were doing the other stage were telling me. They what did they came. say? He just came with his little mixer and his little iPhone and just. So they took a break? Yeah. <laughs> they were like, we'll They're be like, over oh, here. Okay, let's leave. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's got it on his phone. He just pushes play. Like, how do you. 
I'm 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 confused. Like I respect uh, the creation and the challenge, but ultimately, like it's removing. I don't, some I don't know. It's like removing the originality of what it is to be a DJ. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's you're kind of like you're changing the definition of what it means to be a DJ. Because now I could well, grab I mean, my that, phone and create a set and just be like, oh, I'm I'm so good. That's slowly been happening mm-hmm. as time has gone on. As yeah. the sync button was created. Mm. Yeah, it's it's uh, the art of mixing is not what it used to be. No, and Laidback Luke is a great. Oh, he's an amazing DJ. Yeah. So it kind of hurts my heart a little bit to hear that. But I got to see it. I haven't seen it, so I shouldn't judge. Mm-hmm. Try not to be so judgy. <laughs> I gotta, gotta. I wonder if he's playing live anywhere else. I gotta look. I know. I think he was just here not too long ago. Oh, great. I missed <laughs> it. Hmm. Uh, Chemical Brothers are playing this weekend. I know, on Sunday. I know, fuck. I'm I'm feeling a little <laughs> under the weather. I don't think I'm going to be able to wake up Yeah, Alex, Monday. I'm not feeling good. I'm not coming in on Monday. Oh, that's right. I <laughs> 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 <Like>, oh, shit. <laughs> I might come in a little tired. <laughs> a little late, maybe. I already, like, I have a whole plan. Like, we're, we'll just go to the show and we'll sleep there and then we'll wake up at 4 a.m. And then drive shit, home. Shit, shower, and shave and then drive home and then we'll just, you'll drive here and I'll come and then we'll go to work. Come on. We're not 30 anymore. I but That sounds tiring and I'm only 25. So <laughs> I could totally Come on, Chemical Brothers. We'll see. We'll talk about it later. Come on, dude, block rock and beats. Yeah, I know, right? Come on. You know what's up? Yeah, I would go. <laughs> Fuck, dude, I'd go no matter how tired I was. That's cool. It's at the Santa Barbara uh, Bar- Bor- B- Bowl? I don't know what it's Yes, called. yeah, exactly, Santa Barbara Bowl. I don't know, maybe maybe we'll go. It's a yes. It's a yeah. They're going. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we did it. We did a very impromptu uh, Palm Springs trip last week. Yeah, we did. That was fun. Yeah, that was fun. Desert X. Desert X. So much fun. Desert X. Desert X. It's an art installment all over the Coachella Valley. It's really? Awesome. You yeah, drive cool. from uh, place to place and they do di- different artists do different things. Is that still going on? Yeah, yeah. yeah it goes it, on until May. May sixth or I think something. So. Yeah. I might just do that tomorrow. If we have like free time right now. That's cool. Yeah. It's an all day I thing. I had There's no idea. All day. All day. Yeah. That's cool. But it's gonna be crazy if you went over this weekend because it's Coachella. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So that's what I told them. I said if we don't go this last weekend, we have there's two Coachellas and then there's stagecoach. Stagecoach. Yeah. And then it ends. The, the the desert accent. So I'm like, if we don't go this weekend, we're not gonna go. So we're like, okay, <laughs> let's go. It was good. We had fish tacos. I love it. it was oh my good. god! And then we had carrot cake cheesecake, and it's not like the carrot cake was mixed into the cheesecake. No, it was a layer of actual carrot cake, a layer of cheesecake, and another layer of carrot cake. It was insane. I think I took a picture of it. It was crazy. I'd fucking it was as, it was that. as big so as your good. face. It was. It was ginormous. It was huge. All right, let's not talk about food. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about food and curbs not even here. <laughs> yeah. We're going out. We're going off subject. <laughs> oh yeah, no. sorry. <clears throat> sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> okay. So before DJs were just DJs and producers were just producers. Now that's definitely mixed. I feel like you cannot become a a, a good or let me say you cannot become a successful dj if you do not produce tracks yes that but, is very true but right but then these producers who become djs 
DJs are not good DJs, but they can still become very successful. But if you are a DJ and you don't produce music, you don't become successful. Like why one can be without the other. Am I making sense? No, I, I, I do get what you're saying. So I, I feel this is just my opinion on the matter is, um, you can come, you, you can still become successful to a certain point at DJing. Mm -hmm. For example, this is a good example is James, James hype. He blew up over COVID because he was making all these crazy videos of him doing like crazy tricks and DJing and stuff like that. Actually DJing. Actually DJing. Yeah. And I think that was even in his in his videos, like, oh, DJ's actually DJing. Anyways. Uh, but you can only, you're going to plateau and you're going to only go so far. So you need to, and, and to, to cross that boundary is you need to make music so then you expand to a bigger audience and more people are going to want to come see you because of your music, not because you DJ. Now, there's a lot of older guys. Good example is Roger Sanchez, Carl Cox. People want to go see them because of their DJing skills and not because of the music they make. Yeah. So, so why do you think one is more successful than the other? I think it reaches a bigger audience when okay. you when you make music. That, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, because there's I think a, I could be wrong. Yeah. I, I, I'm just I'm guessing. Yeah, because I hear a song and then I'm like, oh, I like this song. And then I'm like, oh, it's so and so. And then I'm like, oh, I'm going to I want to go see him play now. Exactly. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. I just answered my own question. Yeah. <laughs> what a dumbass. <laughs> I kind of feel like it's inevitable to not be good at both. Like if you start out producing and like making music before you start being a DJ, I feel like. You kind of get good at doing both no matter where you start because even if you make music, you learn how to mix that music together, which then kind of makes Not you a DJ. necessarily. But yeah. then if you DJ, are... you have to have like this sort of audio in tune like thing in your brain where you're like, this sounds good and this sounds good. If I put this together, I know if I'm not the only one that's going to like it. Does that make sense? It's... Yeah, but there's been plenty of producers out there that are not good DJs. Yeah. Yeah. And vice versa. There's good DJs who aren't good producers. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but they're really fucking good at either one. Either I mean, one. That, don't get wrong. There's probably people out there that They're are both. good at both. Yeah. Yeah. But there's been plenty of people where I'm like, I love that track. He has great tracks. Then you go listen to them play and you're like, what the fuck? How are they even like who gave them this job? Like, <laughs> yeah. how are you? Just stay in the studio, man. <laughs> so you, for example, like, let's say like you talk to someone or I wanted to be like the next upcoming DJ, right? Where would you recommend me starting? Would you recommend me trying to produce my own music first? Or would you recommend me trying to facilitate the whole DJ technique aspect of it? Understand music understand how to mix it before I make my own? That is a really good question. That is a really good question. I think, because what came first for you? Like DJing. Yeah. Yeah, And that made you in tune with music, which makes you, but I wouldn't, I I don't think I'm, I'm, I wouldn't call myself a a good producer Mm. or not even a, okay. No, No, because it takes a certain amount of time and talent. That's, that's the other thing. Yeah. Um, I actually know somebody one time, a DJ, his uh, chain, and he wanted to play everywhere. He's like, I want to play at Avalon, and I want to play here, and I want to play there, and I'm just not getting what the you know the exposure I need. And I said, you need to work on 
making music. I said, don't even focus on trying to get a gig at a club. Take the time off, take a year off from trying to play and just focus on going to YouTube and whatever you need to do to learn how to produce. And then he did, he did that. And now he's not really playing big places, but he took the path of producing and now he does a lot of like hip hop making beats and stuff like that. Oh wow. Yeah. But you know. So you just answered his question. So go into producing music. Yeah, I, 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 think, I think so. I think if, I think I, if you eventually... want to be a big name DJ and you want to play festivals, you're going to have to make music. That's gonna that's where it's going to have to be. track eventually. Yeah. And then, I hate to say it, the DJing part will come secondly. Mm-hmm. But if you want to be a respected DJ and want people to go, oh, fucking this guy's a good-ass DJ, then focus on DJing. Mm-hmm. That's where you learn. And then maybe start producing. But you gotta, you know, you gotta figure out where you want. Most everybody wants to be a fucking superstar, you know. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? See, like what also like interests me too is like back in the day when all this was getting started, it was just a bunch of guys kind of throwing vinyls together and seeing what kind of sounded great. You know what I mean? So they technically themselves weren't producers because they're they're mixing other already produced music together. Yeah. You know what I mean? Basically so they, what we do. Yeah, yeah they, you guys found the audio tune in your brains and how to correlate music together and how to mix it together first before producing. Because I feel like technology-wise back then, that's all you guys were kind of capable of doing. It was just a matter of like mixing old music and making it sound good. Yeah. Now we have the, the technology to make music and mix music, I feel. I don't know. I could be wrong, but and the technology aspect of it has helped substantially for the producing part mm-hmm. of it. Yeah, for both parts of it. Yeah, you can learn how to DJ in a week if you focused on on both you in producing and DJing. You can look up anything on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but any- back in the day, you couldn't make beats in your bedroom. You know what I mean? Like you can, you can produce a track on your laptop. On your laptop. No, it's you know, true. Now back in the day, I mean, you couldn't do that back in the day. Yeah, like back in the day, you have some dude putting the Gap Band and Kiss together, and mm-hmm. it sounds incredible. Like who would think of that stuff? You know what I mean? That's where I feel like you guys, like, kind of grew up learning how to mix music. Or it's I feel like now it's kind of the other way around. It's more of like you have to make tracks in order to get big. Kind of like how you're saying. Yeah, it's true. But back then, the tracks were already made. It was just a matter of combining the best ones. Just and it being creative. Good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, I know that uh, having those unknown tracks, having those unknown vinyls, you're like, oh, my God, where did you get that from? And you have the white label on it because you didn't want to share. Oh, yeah. I used yeah. to put stickers on all my records. So no one knew Everybody, yeah. And now you can just Shazam songs. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's shazamming. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Before, yeah, I I remember. I can't remember looking over someone's shoulder to see. Let me see if I can read the name on that. That's funny. Oh, you guys have it so easy nowadays. Everybody has it so easy. Yeah, because that documentary you like told me to watch and like recommended me to watch. I watched and I was like, oh my god! Like these dudes are literally understanding something that I don't even think they knew they understood at that time, at that moment. And they just kind of did whatever felt right. They were DJing Mm -hmm. based on feeling, you know what I mean? And now it became this huge sensation. And now that's what everyone does. Yeah. And it's crazy. I think too, like 
it's made such a huge impact, but I'm pretty sure back when it was happening, it was just like, oh, we're just doing what we feel. Like yeah. Said. We're just doing what we love what to do. Love yeah. to Music do. was feeling back then. Yeah. I, feel. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know if it's the same documentary, but we saw one on hip hop and just how hip hop started. And it was just, uh, uh, just making beats and, and throwing shit together. And I, you know, liking that one sound and then somebody else, oh, I like it too. And it's just kind of crazy, the creation of all this and how simple it started and how big it's become. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's massive. It's crazy. It's great. I mean, we have a fucking podcast (laughs) dedicated to- Talking about it. (laughs) I know. It's so crazy how massive it's become and how mainstream it's become. And it's good and bad. We've touched on this before. It's good and bad because- it's so mainstream, it's so acceptable, but at the same time, it's so diluted and and like uh, like mainstream. <laughs> I, I love it though. Yeah, I mean, I love working in this industry. It's and, awesome. And if it wasn't so mainstream, you wouldn't have a job because there wouldn't be so many like festivals and things true. of that sort. Yeah, that's very true. What next one do you got coming up? EDC. Oh, that's right. Yeah. How is that around the corner? I know it's a month, a month away. I think, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's a, like month, a away. month away, four weeks. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. So. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. <laughs> I feel like we were just there. Last I know. Right? Yeah. Like we and Coachella, you worked Coachella last That's year. It's happening right now as we speak. My it's- boss texted me. And oh, yeah? you were saying, what did you, you were talking to Greg and you were saying you were there for how many weeks? I was there five, for five weeks. Five weeks. And a shipping container converted into a living space for five weeks. It was, what? Yep. 515,000 people. I think it was like prime time first weekend. That was like cap. Yeah, it was, oh it was my a God. lot, dude. <laughs> Long hours every day. Yeah, even I, on the days that you the festival well, is because going? he's picking up after workers. So tell oh, us, tell everybody what you do. That's right. What you did last year. Um. So last year I had the opportunity to um work with a company that pretty much facilitated the like uh, artist relations resources and like just making sure that the venue itself was like clean and tidy in terms of like trash and just like maintenance and stuff. Yeah. Um. So our days started or my days uh, started at 8 30 and i didn't get off until at least like one two in the morning and i had to do that friday saturday sunday and then thursday for show days thursdays were like um prep days so they were only like eight hour days but show days were like 15 to 18 hour days whoa and yeah. you were there for five weeks five weeks yeah and it was the same schedule for both weekends of coachella and stagecoach yeah. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we would have off. And then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we were like nonstop going. Would you come home? No, I wouldn't come home. They'd, I actually ended up bunking with a couple of cool dudes and um, we all carpooled to like a laundry facility and like we had catering on site and everything. It was literally like a five minute drive, if that. Yeah. So it was really no point for me to go home. Yeah. But it was hot. It was brutal. I got really skinny, which I miss. But um <laughs> No, it was a it was a great experience. Uh, they put me at the artist compound next to main stage. Oh, that's right. So I got to deal with uh, forget her name, but um, there was someone that was on the podcast that I actually had like to cor- or coordinate with. Oh, uh, uh, Megan the Stallion. Yes. Oh. And then um, there was a couple of uh, artist relations people that we've had on here that 
I actually had to correlate correlate with them and coordinate with them too. But um, yeah, so I was just going up to their trailers, making sure they're okay if they ever needed anything. Kind of like hospitality. It was a range motion of things, but they had me in charge of uh, the artist compound. And he wanted me to do main stage this year, but... Did you did you notice a difference from Coachella to Stagecoach? Oh, a hundred percent. I think there's only like a seventy thousand limit in terms of Stagecoach, like okay. cap, like uh, people going attendees. But yeah, Coachella. I've I've never seen like that much people in one specific space. I saw the aerial view of uh, Billie Eilish performing, and it it's I can't even believe we were able to accomplish what we accomplished. It's that's 500,000 people that we have to clean up after, not including artists, not including main stage or the stages themselves, right? And their trailers and everything like that. In a matter of 4 days, we had to clean up after 500,000 people and make sure that it was just the way it was opening day every weekend. Yeah. Every morning. Every morning. Yeah, every morning. And we have to like work around rigors, work around people cuz obviously every weekend is different, so artist compound is like consistently changing so they'll bring in so the first weekend they'll have like just normal lights the second weekend they'll have guys come in in forklifts and they'll put in like these big planters with palm trees they'll make it like a beach theme and like they just change they constantly change it and there's a lot of people that don't um recognize the tr- the trash they leave behind yeah uh, are spe- fucking messy. especially workers so uh oh. yeah it was a it was like leaving it clean them coming in and kind of ruining it, and we have to like do triple to quadruple the amount of work. But it was a lot of. I'm grateful that I got to work. Yeah, yeah, because he's told me about this before, and I'm like, okay, you clean up after like attendees, and he's like, no, we're there cleaning up like the people who are working. I'm like, oh my god, I didn't even think about that because there are an, a bunch of people working. Yeah. To, to put the show on, so obviously they're not gonna like clean up after themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because after the show ends. You know, those workers go to work and start yeah. preparing for the next day. Yeah, they're not shit. worrying about the shit they're leaving nah. on the ground. They're they're making sure that what they have on their schedule is accomplished in their allocated time. And, and a lot of the times, like, like the main artists will come in with a couple semis yep. for that stage. And then after they're done playing, they got to break all that down, load it into the semi. And I guarantee you the headliner who's playing the next night has their semi outside waiting, waiting to pull in to, to unload their stuff. It's literally constant madness. Yeah. I've it's even loud at night. Even when the show's over. Yeah, you just people beep, are literally beep. getting ready for like the opening at like ten, eleven AM. So it's literally constant twenty four hour work. Like no one's resting. And even when you are, there's still shit going on. It doesn't really matter. But I can't believe you were there for five weeks. Yeah, it was, so a, it was week a long before, time before and then a week after show? Yeah, because um, uh, as soon as Stagecoach is over, we take the week to clean up and like literally nitpick every single location of Coachella and make sure that... Like even out in the the camp area? The camp camp area took us two days. Wow. And that's two 12-hour days. You know how many... after themselves, What's the manpower? Like... Oh, uh, yeah, there's yeah, hundreds. Oh, more than that. So like we have like um, so during show days, there's a maximum amount of people that obviously my boss had hired for the show. But for cleanup days, we'd actually bring in. Um, oh, my God. What are they called? They're at the festivals kind of like um, when they kind of bring people in for like extra help. Kind of like volunteers, I guess. Almost in a sense, but they hire them in a way. Okay. But it's kind of like people trying to like up and coming. So a lot of like Hispanic people that really want to try and get a job. It's kind of like almost helping them out in a way. Okay. Okay. All right. They bring them on 
and everyone is super great, super nice. They love being there. They don't. They never take advantage of the fact that like they're at Coachella because they, they just work because they know that they've dealt with shit in the past. So why ruin this kind of thing? Yeah, it's this kind is of a it's huge... a reward. It's a benefit for them, and they don't take it for granted. So they That's all awesome. work really hard. Um, but yeah, dude, it was. Uh, God, if I was to estimate, at least like maybe 200, 250. And that's just for one like section of the area that we're cleaning. That's not including like the people at the same time that we're cleaning outside. Everyone's cleaning mm-hmm. inside. So it could be like up to like 300, 400 people. Whoa, just yeah. in clean. That just, just to clean. And you guys do it so fast. I haven't seen you guys work at um, Coachella, but I was at uh, CrossFest. No, it was Day Moves. I was day moves. I remember you. And were, you oh, you yeah. were working and we were breaking down. Everybody had gone out. The show was over. We were, Rocky and I were on stage and we were breaking shit down. And the, the, the field was dirty. It was all kinds of shit everywhere. You guys came in and I swear it was like we were done breaking down. Look up. And, and everything was like. In piles. In piles. You guys have like a system. It was incredible. That was my first time actually leading that stage. It was incredible to see how fast that happened. And then it was all clean. And then boom, you guys you guys all worked together. And that's a small show. Yeah. Yeah. Compared to Coachella. Or- yeah, that's not even like a quarter of that. That's like- Yeah, even okay, like- so what you saw a day trip, us putting like into piles and stuff like that. Like imagine that, but like the entire Coachella field, the entire camping site, the entire security site- Right, even like artist relations, like, dude. The whole venue has to be. It's Whoa. it's absolutely insanity. Which is why my boss keeps getting invited back because he does a good job. Yeah, that and um, the owner of Coachella. Um, I'm slipping on his name, but he has a really great relationship with him, and he admires the fact that like a lot of people that go to Coachella, really like either in the comments or something or whenever they review their experience. Um, they leave a lot of like good things about the cleanliness of the venue. And so that's why they keep bringing him back, which I'm grateful for because he does a really great job. He's one of the best bosses I've ever had for sure. Oh, that's nice. nice. Yeah, I've told we him. we got to get before. him on the show. Dude, I, I really want to get him on the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the, I know that this has nothing to do with you, but it has everything to do with like a venues and stuff. They need to put more fucking trash cans out. Yes. More trash cans. Like if there was a trash can every so feet, I'm pretty sure people would use it. And I've seen the last show we were at, which I think was a CrossFest. There was this one trash can and it was so full and so over, like everybody kept walking over it and like trying to like strategically put their trash on top and not everything else. And I'm like, can we get it? Can, can, <laughs> a, can somebody fucking empty the shit out? And B, can we get two out here? Because people were trying to do the right thing and actually using the trash can, but it was just so full. Like, why? I don't understand why. Remember that. on the cruise, they didn't have any. Yes, that's right. We that's had to right. ask them for trash. Ask, like, hello, can we? Yeah. I don't think they were prepared for the uh, the amount exactly. of, yeah. yeah. You'd honestly be surprised because that was my so when they had put me in the artist compound, they were like, look, this is like, you're either going to fuck this up or you're going to do really well. But they let me kind of coordinate what I wanted to do in terms of like placement for trash cans or in, in terms of like cleanliness in specific areas. So I purposely like put a handful of them in specific places that I knew people were going to hang out. It's the same thing. People just leave their shit. 
Ugh. It's literally like if the trash can was right here, it's like throw it on the floor. I've seen people do that. It's it's I'm like I don't understand. It's like no matter how you plan for it, you can't anticipate the people that peep that just don't care. I mean, you just think about it. You go to like a backyard party or a family barbecue or something like that, and people just fucking leave their shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> I will never. Yeah. I'm fucking done with my drink. I'm going to go fucking find a trash can. I'll walk around with a fucking empty cup. And I've walked to my car with the cup because I couldn't find a fucking trash can. Because I am not going to throw it on the floor. Like, I'm going to do my best not to fucking throw it on the floor. I won't name the band, but um, <laughs> it started to get really uh, bad the second week. I think because everyone was so accustomed that Coachella had been back and since COVID and stuff like that. So I feel like a lot of people were kind of thinking it was... Uh, like an independent state. You can do whatever the fuck you want. You know what I mean? You're at Coachella, <laughs> do whatever loose. you want. And it was a matter of like, you know, going up to the artists and making sure they're okay and, you know, making sure that wherever their family is and whatever they're doing, eating or drinking, whatever, they're fine. Um, but yeah, it's like, I understand that you're a big time artist. I get it. I get you have the fame, the notoriety and the money. I understand that. But like, if I'm making sure that you're okay and your family's having a big old party, you know what I mean? Like, don't treat me like I'm the help because I'm really just trying to facilitate the fact that I really want you to have a great time. Yeah. I'm not here to ruin your time. Yeah. I'm here to ask you whether or not you're okay. But it's like when you dismiss me like, mm-hmm. oh, you're just the one cleaning up after my shit. Like you're of no importance. I'm like, I don't understand where that thought process comes from. You said something last time. You had like a little quote about being like. Oh, not- niceness is priceless. Yes. Yeah. And that's yeah. what I'm saying. It's a matter of like, I enjoy being there. I en- I enjoyed what I did. I mean, it was an avenue to like what I really wanted to do, right? I mean, nothing is ever forever. It's always temporary. So that was a temporary experience for me, but I was never going to take advantage of that by being like, oh, I have to cater to these people. Yeah. No, it was a matter of fact that like, okay, you're treating me like, you know, I'm a piece of garbage myself, but like, I, you know what I mean? I'm not going to reciprocate that because I am also here to have a great time because no one's ever asked me to do this. Yeah. So why, you know what I mean? It's It was a, a little hectic, but... I mean, off um, the air, I would like to know who that person is. Yeah, it's, yeah, it was a, it was a band, it was a group. Yeah, it was, there was like a handful of people, but a majority of the artists were really nice. And, you know, they would sit and talk and they'd be like, oh, thank you, you know, really appreciative and stuff. Cause they know, I mean, how hard it is. I literally have like all these celebrities and all these important people like constantly walking by. Yeah. It's a matter of just like, just have respect. It's absolutely. I'm a human being too. Exactly. I have feelings. Just because I'm taking out your fucking trash and doesn't you've mean that been I there get hurt. For fucking days. Yeah, like, and yeah. weeks, and yeah. I'm hot, and I'm sweating, and I'm running around. You know what I mean? It's it's a lot. You know who I always thank are the bathroom attendants. Oh my god, thank you, because <laughs> that's a rough job. Oh yeah, that's a rough job. We've had a couple of ones blow up. Yeah, like people would disgusting. <laughs> like have you had down anybody? their unmentionables and it would flood the potty in the artist compound by the way so, so, you said so, potty. So, cele- so celebrities are literally walking up there right this is, has nothing to do with our department it's obviously a different department sanitation yeah. but it's a matter of like come on like how disgusting yes. can you be like yes. you are surrounded by half a million people be respectable of the space that you're in I don't know it's so annoying I can't what? people are pigs yeah or dirty yeah. yeah. Oh, speak for yourself, man. Second week of Coachella, the the potty in the artist compound, it blew up. So all this shit water leaking everywhere <gasps> in the entrance. Yeah. Whoa. So not only do the celebrities have to party, but smell shit while they're doing it. You know what I mean? Whoa. 
So it's crazy. It's a matter of just not respecting the area where you're at. I can't. It's really not that hard, I feel. Uh, True. I, I said, because uh, Coachella is happening this weekend, as we speak, I'm like trying to avoid all feeds. Oh, look at anything, <laughs> yeah. And here we are talking about Coachella. I know uh, Eric, who's M- MK's tour manager, he's mm-hmm. like, hey, are you working Coachella? Because he always hits me up and I was like, no. Unfortunate. <laughs> I want to be working Coachella. Oh, just get us in, man. Just get us in. Throwing it out there. Weekend <laughs> two. I'm all about weekend two. <laughs> Come on, universe. Put it out uh, there. Put it out there. <laughs> I would like to attend. Um, that That's insane. I, I mean, that whole, I can't believe you're out there for so long and just cleaning. Just, just that's kind of crazy. Uh, but I remember leaving at the end of the shows and, just workers just coming and just just with rakes you see them standing there and then everybody's just clearing them out gotta go you gotta go yeah starting that's and that that makes you think of why they want people to leave so fast Mm -hmm. so they can start yeah preparing to clean because their night's just starting yeah their night's just beginning we've been up on we all day having a great time and they they're they're just starting that's crazy yep 15 minutes before end of show we always get notified to line up Line up, get ready. Specifically, yeah. like, and make sure we have all the equipment, so that way, when they're moving everyone out, you can just start. Yeah, boom. incrementally, just like boom, boom, boom. By the time everyone's out, it's kind of like already sort of getting together, and that's supposed to kind of just waiting till everyone's out and then doing it. Yeah. Have you it's... found anything crazy on the floor? Yeah. Tell me. Um, I found coke. Nice. Of course, you're gonna find drugs. <laughs> I found needles oh really fucking blood yeah <gasps> that was trippy Whoa. i was like uh, i'm not touching that shit no. um i found condoms nah. yeah. new or yeah. used oh they were used for sure nice well at least they're using protection they had yeah, the goopy goop action protection. in them ah. <laughs> <laughs> the goopy goop action so gross, my new band name guys goopy goop oh <laughs> tampons in the middle of day trip stop yeah like used like when we were cleaning, like that weekend, yeah, in just, the middle of fucking, yeah, blood and everything. Nice. Yeah, dude. St- disgusting. I mean. Ladies, come on. Would have had you take a whiff, but you know what I mean? I had to throw it away. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies. <laughs> yep. Please. It gets crazy, dude. You never know. How about money? Yeah, I found money. Nice. I was decent enough to return it. I wasn't, I felt too bad. How much was, was it? A it? lot? I was like 150. I mean, that's a lot. No, but someone was around me. So, oh. was, you know, not to say that I would have done it, but like, yeah. you know, I would have probably, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Of course, of course. But I had to be the bigger person there. Yeah. So, well, that's good. Yeah. Karma's good. Yeah. Yeah, whenever yeah. I leave a show, I always kind of, you're always looking at the floor. Let's see what I find. Baggies, empty baggies. Hundreds of empty bags. Yep. <laughs> yeah, walking to my car, I just love to look on the floor. The you bags. never know what you're going to find, a cell phone yes. or anything. No, but if I was ever to find it, like a cell phone or wallet, I would for sure turn that in. Yeah. We, I found a cell phone once. We were at Splash House, and there was like in this little area, and they were like, is this your phone? Is this your phone? So naturally, we took a video of ourselves saying that we found your phone, and we're going to turn it in. <laughs> <laughs> into, into lost and found, so... But yeah, I don't think I've ever found. Now Rocky's lost his wallet at EDC. Oh yeah. Oh, that was a good story. Yeah. So, um, I remember driving to EDC, getting out of my car, going to stage, and I was at stage, 
He's working. Working. And then realize, and I got there early. So the show hadn't started yet. And I realized, fuck, I, I lost my wallet. I don't have my wallet on me. So I fucking walk all the way back to my car thinking I left it in my car and walked around it and didn't find it. I was like, fuck. I'm fucking fucked. I think it was like day one. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So I'm just like, oh, this is just going to ruin my fucking weekend. Weekend here. So I go back to stage and just work and just say, just going to focus on work. Don't even worry about it. And the next day, I came back or came back to the hotel and I think. No, because I think you found it that same day. I thought you found it when you went back. No. Because I wasn't your like hotel card in there? No, someone had turned it in. Oh. They had turned it in to the, to the lost and found. At the hotel? No, no at, the, at, at, the at, venue. The venue. at the venue. At the venue. So I obviously like a worker, someone working, I'm assuming found it and, and turned it and in. Turned it in. Yeah. Yeah. Lucky. I know. Oh, Super lucky. That's ultimate grateful luck. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. I didn't get it till the next day because I had to go back and. But the it, fact that you got it. Yeah. No, no. Crazy. I know. It, the funny thing was, is I don't know how they figured this out, but when I got back to my hotel room, they had called. I don't know how, and, and told me that Lawson found it, how it had had it, and they knew that I was in, I don't know how they knew I was in the room, or I forgot how it went. Because I remember going back to the hotel and like. They're like, hey. Yeah, like. Somebody, somebody turned into. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I don't remember. Maybe they, maybe your hotel key was in there. Oh, maybe that's what it was. Maybe that, yeah, and they called, they called the hotel and said, yeah. hey, we found so-and-so's wallet. Uh, see? Yeah. If I That's was there, I would have had more details to the story. Yeah. I'm not he very, lived it and he can't even yeah, remember. Yeah, I can't even remember. I can't remember what I did yesterday sometimes. <laughs> uh, should we wrap? Yeah. All right. All right. Let's get into the mix portion of our show. Today we have Echo and Sando. Mario turned us on to these guys. Mario was a previous guest that we had on the show uh echo and sando are from canada oh that's right canada. these two guys are blowing up right now they have a few tracks on reveal which is hardwell's label which is massive and also the thing i like to point out is these guys met during covid and they both live in canada but they don't live near each other so they had to find a way to work together and they use Zoom to produce music together, which is fucking sick to me. I think that's awesome, people using uh, technology. Um, well, let's get into the mix with Echo and Sando. This is set time. <laughs>
para adentro. Ya la vi anda con dos, la amiga me miró. El VIP se pegó, claro que sí, claro que entró. Ya la vi anda con dos, la amiga me miró. El VIP se pegó, claro que sí, claro que entró. Ya la vi anda con dos, la amiga me miró. El VIP se pegó.
chico en la casa. Ellos están buscando cámaras, yo estoy buscándome el efectivo. Me tratan de matar como quiera, les salgo vivo. La cotorra que tengo lo manda para el intensivo. La guerra no ha empezado y ya se le acaban los tiros. Yeah. Afuera tengo un panamera. Salimos para la carretera, la gente a mí me pregunta y yo le digo que yo estoy en Mariana, la 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 Mariana, yo le digo que yo estoy en Mariana, la 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 Mariana, yo le digo que yo pasa, súbeme la música DJ, ¿qué pasa? Amo una botella de gay, ¿qué pasa? Ando con los tigres de guay, ¿qué pasa? Ando la para con la gente de escrito rey guay, súbeme la música DJ, ¿qué pasa? Amo una botella de gay, ¿qué pasa? Con los tigres de Guajay, ¿qué pasa? Dando la para con la gente de Chito Rey. Tenemos el piquete que a tu jefa le fascina Frename a tu casa en guagua de doble cabina Te agarramos por el pecho y te doy con la campesina Prendí, vámonos, Mariana La empuñamos para el mal y la metemos en la cajuela Tenemos el VIP casi botando candela Me siguen preguntando y yo le digo que yo sigo, 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 que yo
show me how you move it. Go ahead, put your back into it. Do your thing like it ain't nothing to it. Shake, shake, shake that ass, girl. Little mama, show me how you move it. Go ahead, put your back into it. Do your thing like it ain't nothing to it. Shake, shake, shake that ass, girl. Joe, Joe, 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 shake that ass, girl. 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 Shake that, 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 shake that ass, girl. You are the one I need. You make me this, bring me up, bring me down, play 
Every time they hear this sound, the freaks come out. The freaks come out. The freaks come out. Every time they hear this sound, the freaks come out. The freaks come out. The freaks come out. Every time they hear this sound, the freaks come out. 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 The freaks. Every time they hear this sound, the freaks come out. The freaks. The freaks, 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 the freaks,
right, we're back. Thank you, Echo and Sando. These guys are gonna be huge. Their sound is awesome. I really like their sound. They're getting support from Tiesto, Hardwell, Afrojack, Nicky Romero. I mean, bingo players, the list goes on and on. So their stuff is blowing up right now. If you wanna check them out, make sure to go to any social media and it's E-C-C-O-S-A-N-D-O, Echo and Sando. Awesome. Thank you guys for sending us a mix. Well, gentlemen, that's a wrap. Yeah. Thank you. Sad we didn't have Kirby. I know. We did talk about food. <laughs> Actually, real quick, want to shout out um, Kessel Fresco. Um, he... No, no, no. Fuck that guy. No, <laughs> He's, we gotta, uh, you gotta get you on the fucking show, man. I know he's doing great, and um, he's been just amazing in terms of merchandise, and like he's coming up with new music. And uh, I thought it was really cool of him um, to actually hand deliver the the jacket that I actually purchased from him to my actual house, and he actually like hooked it up, and it was really great. And, and I appreciate the effort and the time, and it looked just the passion yeah. to be able to believe in what you want to do and go That's, out and do it. It's, um, how, how do I want to say this? He is, he's working hard. Mm-hmm. He's, he's making music. Um, he is, he's making all his own merchandise. Like his own. I, he's screen printing his own he's shit. He's sewing he the little videos, patches on, yeah. the, on the little, on the little, uh, shirt really? little tag. Yeah. yeah. He he's is killing it. He is. And, and his heart is in it. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. And he is, I know he might seem like he feels like it's not going to pay off, but I, I think, I think for sure it's going to pay off. 100%. Like he is, he is going down the right path and has, has a goal at what he wants to do and where he wants to be. And his tracks are good. Yeah. His tracks are really good. Yeah. Tracks are really, really good. Yeah. And he's nice. Just, yeah, but he, he doesn't no, want to do the show. He's a really nice guy. Yeah. Just stay nice. <laughs> stay nice because fame will fuck with you and you'll start. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just you got to be humble. Stay humble. I think he will. I don't think he he will change. But he's yeah. killing it. I yeah. really, I'm really proud of him. Behind, really. in in front of the decks and behind the decks. Yeah, yeah. He's doing it all. He's, yeah, he's definitely doing it all. And now his new merch that yeah. is just blown up. Yeah. It's end. Like he has. I like that he has like different brands. It's the same Kesso brand, but there's different like logos and different styles. And he's just not putting out one design. He's doing a lot of like, he's, he's killing it. Yeah. He's doing a great job. I'm very Shout excited. Ze- very, very excited for you him. You just have to do the show. <laughs> yeah, man. Just get I know on he told here. me. Yeah, you know what, what the fuck, bro? I know. I think it was a Groove Cruise or something. He's like, oh, let me play a couple more shows and then I'll do the podcast. I'm like, bitch, <laughs> I don't want you on the show because you DJ. I want you on the show because you're behind the scenes yeah. and everything that you. Yeah. And then we just found out the other day that he started with security. I didn't know that. Oh yeah, we found out he was. Uh, he started as security. a security guard. I did not know that. And then moved up. Yeah. See, so that's the on. shit I want to hear. I, I want to hear that story. Yeah, I don't want to hear uh, you where been, you played. Where you played? Like, give a rat's a- ass. Just kidding. No. But we're, we're grateful for the DJ mixes that yeah. provide. But we we want to hear about the people behind the scenes. Yeah, we want to hear yeah. where you, how you got to where you're at now. All right, shout out Queso. Yep. Yeah, we love you, Queso. <laughs> Set time supports Queso Fresco. Absolutely. Yes. 100%. Super excited. Um, 
All right. So I guess that's it. Great show, guys. Sad we didn't have Kirby. I know. I know. Scheduling. I know. But we do have some... Possibly. Possibly some big, big name. Coming. Yeah. yeah. Let's hope. I'm not talking big name DJs. Big no, no, no. Big, yeah. But it, the, the biggest issue with our show is timing. Yeah. Getting people's, all, everybody's scheduled together. And especially right now, it's festival season. Yeah. Everybody's busy. Yeah. It's cranking out right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. But no. Yeah. I mean, we've been doing this for a year now. And it's. It's getting. I think I finally have finally my around. mic positioned where Rocky likes it. He keeps complaining that I. You move around too much. <laughs> I move around too much. <laughs> All right, now it we're only, just. It only took me a year. Oh, sorry. <laughs> now we're just rambling on. <laughs> All right. Well, this is set times. Peace out. Bye bye. <laughs>